Hi again guys, hopefully you've been following There I Read It, and today I'm going to be covering chapter six, I think, of Harry Potter. All the chapters are starting to get a little wibbly wobbly. Yes, six. And that is the journey from platform nine and three quarters. And essentially this chapter covers Harry's birthday, him getting dropped off at the train station and having to figure out where the platform is, and then taking the train over to Hogwarts. And in the last few moments, Hagrid takes the first years on the boats and they, you know, get into Hogwarts in this really secretive way. And that's the end. And next is the sorting hat. But I have my notes all queued up and ready because I'm slowly learning how to, you know, do this like a person, like someone who's been around for 10 years on this platform. But my notes are as follows. I had some concerns about Harry going back to live with the Dursleys after his birthday because that's in June and the train doesn't leave until September 1st. So that's a long time for potential abuse to happen. But Harry is apparently invisible to the Dursleys and Dudley is horrified of him to where he will not even stay in the same room, which I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like, this is exactly what I thought I wanted, but now that I have it, um, I'm not sure that I like this silence. You know, they're leaving me alone just like I wanted, but it, it's sort of this tension in the air and I'm sure he felt that all summer. Uh, the name Hedwig is a name from a history of magic that Harry liked and he leaves the window open so that the owl can kind of go around and does as she pleases. Oh, Dudley. Apparently the tale that Hagrid gave Dudley a few chapters back uh, is still there and they have to go to a hospital in London to get it removed. Again, I think that that is so awful of Hagrid to do that. And I know Dudley's the bully. Dudley's like one of the lesser villains of the story. So uh, he got what he deserved for picking on Harry for 10 years. But did he really? Because he didn't do anything to Hagrid. I don't even think he spoke up when Hagrid came into the little hut that they were in. So again, it makes me really confused why Hagrid would go after and attack a child because that child's father spoke back to Hagrid. It, it just seems awful. It just makes wizards feel like bullies. I'm still not over this. So Harry has to ask for a ride to get to the train station of King's Cross and his uncle was like, well, we're going to the hospital anyways, so fine. And when they find out that his platform is nine and three quarters, Vernon is very happy to show Harry that that doesn't exist and then just take off and abandon him at the train station. And again, no, it doesn't show the Dursleys in a favorable way, but I, I don't know. I can just only fathom how horrified they must have been all summer with this kid and having this giant man. And I mean, of course, from their perspective, they kind of felt like they were protecting Harry from the magic, even though they weren't great to him. But I mean, if you really think about it, secrets divide families, okay? They, they do. They just like eat at people and they make you treat people differently because you know all the information, but they don't. And so to have all this secret about Harry's parents and who he is and where he's from and all that kind of thing, I could see where that would make a natural divide, especially when you're taking a kid that you never wanted. But I mean, then to have the magical world come and claim him against your will, but also say, here you go, you keep him for the rest of the summer. I mean, like I've said before, from the Dursleys' perspective, this book is a horror story. But luckily for Harry, even though he's been abandoned at the train station now, the Weasleys show up. And I thought it was interesting, Mrs. Weasley is described as plump several times, which of course in the movie, she is not that way at all in my opinion. And when Harry finally goes to ask for help, Mrs. Weasley says, in regards to the platform, don't stop and don't be scared, you'll crash into it. That's very important. But why would that be important? 
is it just the confidence of knowing that you can get through? Is that what gets you through? Or if you're scared, does that keep you from getting through? Or I, I feel like there's uh, some context missing. Then the oldest Weasley boy, who's still in Hogwarts, is the prefect for Gryffindor. And apparently prefects have two private compartments in the train. I'm not exactly sure what all a prefect would entail. Um, I think it's like the head of the house, but then there would only be four of them. So why would they need two compartments to themselves? I don't know. You guys might have to educate me on that one a little bit. And uh, Jenny is very enthused to go see Harry. She's like, oh, is that really Harry Potter that you guys saw? Oh my gosh, I, I want to go see him. I want to go meet him. But Mrs. Weasley straight up forbids anybody asking Harry questions from when he was a baby. Like, you know, you're not going to do that on his first day of school. That's horrendous. I like a good mama bear who can see that her kids are kind of crappy. Someone named Lee Jordan has a giant tarantula. I'm not quite sure what the context for giant would be or if that name pops up again. Uh, but sometimes they do. That Daedalus guy popped up. I wasn't expecting that. So maybe we'll see Lee Jordan again. And apparently the movies do not address this. There are seven Weasley kids. Ron is number six with five older brothers. They go Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, George, Ron, and Jenny. Charlie is in Romania studying dragons and Bill is in Africa doing something or other for Gringotts, but they're really unclear on that. And just like Harry, this is Ron's first year at Hogwarts and he has got his brother Bill's old robes, Charlie's old wand, and Percy's old rat. And there's two things curious about that. Well, really, really all three of those things are curious because wouldn't Bill's old robes be Gryffindor and they don't know where Ron's going to be sorted to at this point. Bringing a rat wasn't on the list. They said toad, cat, or owl. So why can Ron bring a rat? And then to have Charlie's old wand, I thought they were very clear at Ollivander's that the wand chooses the wizard. And if you're using somebody else's wand, it's not going to work very well. So how does that work out for Ron per se? I mean, did that wand just happen to choose him too? Or, you know, if you and the wand are matched, why would you ever need to get a second one or a newer one or anything? It's very, very peculiar. Then Harry says that he didn't even know that he wasn't supposed to say the word Voldemort, or I guess the name Voldemort. And Harry also says that he's never had anyone to share things with before and just how? How has he not made one friend in his entire 10 years in school? I'm really, really starting to firmly believe that Dumbledore, like, cursed this kid so that no muggle would ever like him. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. Wouldn't Harry even, you know, as the bullied kid, find other bullied kids to commiserate with? I mean, not one single kid in 10 years? Seriously? But then again, in terms of the wizarding world, that makes it very easy for Harry to go all in. He's got no attachments to the regular world. His aunt and uncle aren't very nice to him. No other family that we know of. So it makes it very, 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 very convenient so that Harry can just go off and be whatever kind of wizard Dumbledore decides. I, I really think he's up to something and maybe not something that'll be extremely obvious, but I, I feel like something shady is going on here the more information I get about Harry's past. So then the chocolate frogs are being opened and Ron is missing Agrippa and Ptolemy cards. And when Harry opens one, he gets the Dumbledore card and it says that he defeated Grinwald in 1945 with his partner, Nicholas Flannel. And that did stick out to me because I have heard the chatter over the years that Dumbledore is, you know, surprised he's gay. We just never told 
called you. And so to call that his partner and there's no real context to it, it's like, I can kind of see where, yeah, okay, maybe that was kind of sprinkled in and just nobody picked up on it. Or they took it as partner as in, you know, I teamed up with you so that we could thwart the bad guys, partner. Go team venture. And the cards that Harry ends up getting are Dumbledore, Morgana, Hengist of Woodcroft, Alberic Grunion? 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 Is that right? Circe, Paracelsus? Paracelsus? Who my dyslexia is hating this chapter? Merlin and Cleonda. Cleodna. 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 Something like that. And I don't recognize all of those names, but I remember, I think, Circe from the Odyssey, and then Morgana and Merlin are, you know, from the King Arthur tales. I'm sure if I wanted to look these others up, they would probably have some backstory to them that I never heard of, but since I haven't heard of them off the top of my head, I'm not too interested in doing that at this moment. That'll give you guys something to yell at me about in the comments, I guess. Uh, Neville is wandering around. He has lost his toad and is just almost inconsolable about it. Ron starts talking about scabbers and says that he's asleep pretty much all of the time and he tries to, you know, do little spells on him, like turn him yellow and nothing happens. So either Ron is not a very good wizard, he is being hindered because the wand did not choose him, or there is something fishy fishy about scabbers. And I don't know which is accurate at this point in the book series yet. And like I said, I've seen the movies, so I have an idea of what the right answer might be. But definitely with the whole issue of the wands, that uh, that's, that's more than I knew before. So maybe that plays a part in things too. And then Hermione busts in with Ron and Harry, and she says that she wants Gryffindor as her number one pick, but if not, Ravenclaw would be a good number two. Then after Neville and Hermione come through the train car, suddenly people start finding out that Harry Potter's on that section. So Malfoy... Crab and Goyle, I think I said those right, they all come into the train car to kind of assert their dominance over Harry. Like, hey, you want to be friends with me, forget this Weasley riffraff, and, and I'm going to teach you the right things to do and the right people to know. And when Harry's like, nah, bro, not into it, you know, Malfoy kind of right there and then decides to turn on Harry. Fine, if you won't be my best friend, you will just have to be my best enemy. And then Goyle tries to steal the candy pile that Harry has amassed, and he ends up getting bit really badly by Scabbers. I guess they thought Scabbers was dead for a minute, but he was just back to being asleep. And then the train gets to its stop, and Hagrid's over there saying, hey, all the first years come over this way. We got some boats. And I, I wonder about that because thinking about it in terms of what I've seen in the movies, they only cross in the boats in that first movie that I can recall. And he does make an effort to say first years, you know, come with me this way to the boats kind of stuff. But does that mean all the other year students just kind of find their own way and this is just for show to give them the grandeur of what Hogwarts is. But once the boat finally gets to its destination, Trevor the Toad is recovered in one of the boats somehow, which makes Trevor feel really weird and sketchy as a character. If not for what I already know, I would be keeping my eye on Trevor more so, but maybe there's more that I don't know. I guess I'll find out. So I'm trying to think of a good question to ask you guys and kind of encourage some discussion. Um, the Sorting Hat is the next chapter. But you know what? Let's talk about Ron. 
Let's talk about Ron since he's new this chapter. What do you think about the issues that I pulled up about Ron and his hand-me-down sort of wizarding start off to his school career? I mean, it's not robes for the house that he's going to get in as far as he knows. I mean, you really don't know where you're going to get sorted. Then he has a wand that is not his and a rat when that seems to not match up with the school policy. So do you think that any of that puts Ron at a particular disadvantage? Or secondary question, why do you think the school would allow Ron to have something like a rat if that is not on the approved list? Who knows though, maybe the answer is going to be in the next chapter of these books and I'm going to be over here like, whoops, I asked a really irrelevant question. But I guess until next week, it'll at least be a fun little topic to discuss maybe. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to me ramble on unscripted. That is not my preferred way to do things. And I'll see you next time, guys. I had some concern about Harry. I had some, oh, this chair. Oh my, look at me like break my microphone here and my mouse. Jeez.